Welcome to the 99 Celsius Podcast. I'm your host, Marco Quay. Thank you for tuning in. This week's episode features Adedayo Kasoko, also known as Dayo. Dayo is an esteemed photographer in the DC metro area. His crisp aesthetic has earned him opportunities with premier clientele globally. Easily identified by his infectious energy, peers have dubbed him as the art hype. As you'll hear, Dayo has a powerful Nigerian lineage. In fact, his name actually implies royalty. A fitting delineation or a king on a mission to build community through creation. This is his story on embodying the crown. When you think of the word pioneer, what comes to mind? For me, I think of innovators that are able to stay with and even transcend current times. The Steve Jobs and the Jay-Zs of the world. Dio has that it factor. His ability to embrace change makes him equipped for navigating the process. Much of our conversation was centered around the roots of his creativity. Born to a generation that precedes the internet, he was quickly captivated by the new possibilities that were now enabled by the rise of the dot-com era. His photography soon created a buzz on Facebook, though he didn't really intend to. Chasing a passion and honing his craft, well, generated it organically. In 2010, Instagram releases and Dio redefines himself yet again. Leveraging his desire to learn, he remasters social media engagement. It wasn't all rosy though. Dio has been at this for a long time. While many saw his online success as a gateway to his monetary achievement, he candidly details his first attempt to make the leap into becoming a full-time photographer his plan deferred by, you guessed it, money. It's a fascinating tale of resilience and tenacity. I bring to you episode one. Welcome to the 99 Celsius podcast, brother. How you feeling? I don't know, man. I I feel like I'm boiling, man. I feel like I'm feel like I'm hot, man. Hey. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know, man. Honestly, I'm really excited. Um, it's a new year, bro. Absolutely. It's 2020. 2020. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a year that, you know, when you're younger, you, you hear about the year and it's, you feel like it's the Jetsons or, you know, people are going to be flying around, not even, like, you feel like it's the future future, but it kind of looks like the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I know you saw that uh, BMW car. Oh my gosh. That, that, that looked crazy. very 2020. That's 2020. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, man. All right. Yeah, man. I'm good, man. Good, Welcome man. back. Thank you. 
you know, I think this is kind of dope because this is essentially your first leap in 2020. It is. Like, uh, you spoke about this in 2019. I'm witness to that. And the fact that you said, yo, are you ready? I said, yeah. Yes, sir. We've been, we've been, we've been waiting on you. Hey, hey, man. Yeah, brother. Yeah, no, nah, it's been a long time coming. Um, definitely feel blessed to have brought this to fruition. And I could thank you, you know, for giving me the opportunity to express and create and pushing me. So, yeah, man. Uh, I think it's fitting that yeah. you hey, the first bro. one on this. And so excited to to kick off this way. Yeah. Um, before we jump in and we talk about 99 Celsius and some of your journey, I really just want to to take a minute to acknowledge some of your work and the things oh, that you've done. Oh, my gosh. And All right. I'm going to be over here cheesing, y'all. I'm going to be over here cheesing. (laughs) So, uh, pretty impressive list here. The National Museum of African American History and Culture. Mm. Complex. Nike. Yeah. Gucci. Okay. Marriott. Yeah. Four Seasons Hotel. Bag. Google. Bag. Facebook. Bag. The founder of the dojo. You have a studio you were running in DC last year. Yeah. And Moon Melanin series. Ooh. I mean, give it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. My man just hit a home run. Those are actually some of my amongst amongst many other others as well. So that that list is not finite, but um tremendous, you know, work and clientele and impressive stuff, man. So I wanted to take a moment to just congratulate you. You, okay. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, and I say thanks first because, you know, typically, oh, man, you know, we out here. We trying, bro. But nah, <laughs> man, 2020, thanks. It, it, it's, a, it's a testament to the work and the journey. Um, you know, I think as people grow and they're, and they're doing their thing, their list will grow. And you chose that. You chose those out of the list for a reason. So that means a lot, man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. OK, so I want to bring you back to to a place far before your journey as a photographer okay. started. Okay. Um, you know, when we think about 99 Celsius, we're talking about the progression, right, of people's craft and them getting to a point where, you know, they those individuals have, have hit levels they never meet, maybe even imagined or mm. they've reached new heights. But before that even starts, before you even hit one degree, there is a zero degree, right? And uh, I, from my understanding, your father was a photographer. Yeah. He used to capture a lot of moments, historical moments for you and your family and such. And I know that in itself was important yeah. in that journey. But even before that, when you think about the things that you were interested in, Mm. as a as a kid um, what things were you taking in in your life that when you look back now you realize that this is your foundation and yeah. how how you began to to turn into someone that was creative so mark props first and foremost because you're taking the dialogue somewhere where it's never gotten i think a lot of people focus on um you know, the, the moment is, oh, yeah, the camera, this and that. But you're talking about like a one day one. And, and I think looking back, I got to I got to give props to my my mother, my father, my siblings, because, you know, we were in a household where we like to laugh and, and joke and, you know, but also take our books and our 
education seriously, you know, African household. And I think one of the coolest things was that, you know, my mother was a physician and was also a single mother, you know, for most of our most of our lives. She always instilled education first. And as long as you were taking care of your education, she didn't matter. She, she was like, oh, you, you know, you're good. Right. But, you know, my siblings and I all had a sense of um, of uh, of excitement when it came to entertainment, mm. be it music, movies, dancing, um, musicals. Um, you know, anything that was visual, visual. I, I like I remember when we first got our first uh, computer, um, when you're looking at a computer at, at this time, you know, we're using the Internet we're using is AOL. You know, what I mean, um, <laughs> you got you got mail. You know right. what I mean? We had a Hewlett Packard and my siblings and I, you know, this is before like you could really search for stuff. But this is before Wikipedia. I remember us getting. There's a there's a CD that came with our computer. It's called Encarta. I don't know if you heard of Encarta encyclopedias. I, I, yeah, I do. I do remember Encarta. So, so this is dope because I literally remember it, we, it was Windows ninety five. And anytime these Windows came out, it was like a big deal, like Windows ninety five. And you know, I remember that startup every time we used the computer. And so the the disc was actually Encarta ninety five. And Encarta ninety five was crazy to me because. It, it was it was mind blowing. I don't even want to say crazy. It was mind blowing because we were at home in our you know in the study you know where my mom works, but my mom would give us access to the computer because the computer was new to all of us, right. to everyone. Yeah. We're trying to figure it out together, right. like as a family. And you know me and my brother are very tech savvy, or my brother and I. You know I fixed that for my mom who always corrected me in that in my life. <laughs> my brother and I, uh, we all we're, right. we're very tech savvy. We like building stuff. You know if my mom bought something, we would put it together, read the directions, and put it together. But we we had Encarta ninety five, and in Encarta ninety five you can search anything that they have in their encyclopedia. Um, you know. Um, information in that in that whole information of the encyclopedia, and we would just continue like how you get lost in wikipedia now that's what we were doing in encarta and the cool thing was like if you clicked on a like let's say one of my favorite searches was to look about you know research africa nigeria different countries because i would have to go to the library for that but i was at home yeah but the cool thing was because it was a computer we got to see the visuals like it showed video of like scenes of different areas in nigeria um different songs of different areas in africa you know what i mean songs music people speaking and that that media intake mm. was intense yeah. this is 95 man um I, I can't even calculate my age right now but i was a young boy but that was like the beginning of like yo whoa this is this is really intense so from a visual standpoint visuals have always been important mm -hmm. because it got to connect the words to the story it got to complete the story right because right. when you look at a story you're reading words but you create that narrative in your mind and you imagine what it is when you're able to actually see what it is and hear what it is you get closer to it you're more connected to it right. so I, I guess you know it's those moments that you know kind of started an interest with me and my siblings e even being interested in documentaries um musicals uh movies that just weren't funny but you're actually learning stuff and you, you know um images media where you're just into you're consuming but you're also creating from that consumption yeah. and i think and you're imagining right yeah. all that started from being able to see the world without having to leave my house wow so 
That's really interesting. I've never talked about that. I just <laughs> talked about that with my brother over uh, Christmas. Yeah. Because we're both creatives. And I'm like, bro, where did this start? I'm like, what is this? I was like, yo, you remember in Carter 95? He's like, yo. Right. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like, it, it sounds like it was like a playground for you to uh, like really explore. I'm almost even curious now, like on even deeper, right? So okay. it sounds like discovering those images and such unlocked this world that. Um, that you may have not even have been aware of, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'd almost, I'd almost bet on the fact that that interest was really speaking to something deep within you. Mm. And so there may have been a curiosity. Was it the fact that it, that you were discovering new information? Right. Was it, okay. um, the fact that you were amazed with someone else's ability to capture an image right. and that's what captivated right, you? Right, right, right. What okay. was it that, that really was sparked within you? Right. So, you know, even before that, you look at, um, you look at, um, magazines, right? Like a national geographic, or if you're really uh, young, like zoo books, and, you know, and I, I think even PBS, we talk about PBS, the public broadcasting station, that's educate, like it, it just, all it did was get, feed you educational things. And I think seeing those images, seeing that someone has, the only reason these images, I'm able to see them is because somebody got that. It's like a transfer of information. And I think in consuming that you start to understand the power in that um some people see that and it doesn't affect them it's like okay cool keep it moving right. but someone might see them like am i doing my part what am i contributing to this you know di di uh di 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 dynamic of 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 images music sound uh, video, what am I doing to contribute to that complete catalog? Mm. And I and I guess I could say that you know early on that 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 was that was part of an interest. You know, I, I saw my father's contribution, his albums. Right. I saw friends' contributions or or family members when you go to different people's houses and your mom is they're all sitting around a table looking at albums because they're they're trying to share memories. Mm. Oh, here's great grandma. Here's mm. here's grandpa. Here's somebody. And, you know, as a child, you're looking into that and you're like, whoa, they, someone kept this for that long. It's different than like having a file. Yeah. Right. And yeah. having it stored in a on a on a hard drive somewhere. Someone literally it's like the it's like the Bible. <laughs> it's like the Bible, right? right? The Bible was written by the disciples, but it was transferred to the next person. Here are the scrolls. Here's the writing. Next person. Here, next person. Oh, I might add this. Oh, next person. Oh, next person. When you're looking at a photo album or pictures, these are like family heirlooms. So when they talk about family heirlooms, it's like what's most important to our family? What's what's going to continue the visual of, of our family? How is uh, Mark going to know what uh, chief great, 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 great grandpa, et cetera, look like or or his thoughts? You know what I mean? It's that transfer of information and when you see that as a child that, oh, snap, these people have that, what it, it's, I don't care who you are, right? I think it's, it's interesting. And I think that interest can take you, you know, down, you know, either road. It's like, I'm going to be a contributor or I'm going to, or I'm going to be an appreciator. Mm. Same thing with art. You got people who say, oh man, I'm appreciate art. I appreciate all this. I get it. I love it. I feel it. I get it. But then you got some people are like, you know, even like yourself, you know, we talk about 2019, you see what's going on. You're like, 
what am I doing? Right. What can I contribute to that narrative, to that, to that story? And I think that's what, you know, that's what happened with me, with me and my siblings. And, and, and I, it's a great, it's a great ode to my, to my family because there's people that may give you that exposure, but then kind of try to dead it. Right. Like when I first got my first disposable camera, my mom could have been like, ah, yo, you know, <laughs> Why are you taking pictures? Right. She could even, it could even remind her of like my pops. And she's like, oh, Lord, she's taking pictures like his dad. But she, no, she's like, take pictures. Snap me. Snap me. Up and down. Snap me. You know what I mean? That's the type of stuff that, you know, it's the little moments. It's like, oh, wow, my mom, my mom wanted me to shoot this. I appreciate it. So I kind of went off on a tangent. But yeah, dude, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's that. It's like, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll, stay tr- I'll stay true to that. Either you're going to be a contributor or an appreciator. Wow. And I, and I chose to contribute. In that moment, <clears throat> did you know that you were choosing to contribute? You were an appreciator at that point. Man, not at all. I, I mean, I think at that moment, you're, you're in the moment. Every moment at that age is like about now. Right. I, don't, I don't think you're thinking 10 years down the line, like, yeah. oh, snap, this could be something. You know, there's no, I mean, I'm, I'm 36 now. There's no internet hedge. Like I'm an age of the internet. I remember when the internet came out. I remember dial up. I remember like, whoa, what, what is, I'm typing HTTP colon backslash backslash www dot. Like you're typing out the whole address right. and you're just, the search engines aren't even so popping. You're just thinking of cool stuff and putting it in there as .com to see where your mind takes you. Right. That's discovery. Like that's a that's a wild age. That's like the wild west of of the internet. Right. And I come from that. And I, I think that's where my mind just started saying there's so much more to this world. Because other than that, as a kid, bro, you're you're in your neighborhood, man. Right. You got you got your bike. Right. You're limited to what's around you. Having that opportunity got, gave you a chance to, I've never been to Texas. What's Texas about? Wow. Texas. Yeah. Google. Texas. Not even Google. What were they using before? Um, Yahoo. Yahoo. used to Yahoo. Heavy. <laughs> it's another joint, but it's neither here nor there. But you yeah. get it. No, that's that. Netscape. AOL like, search. <laughs> taking me back. <laughs> no, we're, we're 100%, okay. man. Um, I think like that, the curiosity that that opened up at that time, right? I always, I always talk about how um, people who were around for the period of time before the internet really became accessible mm. to the majority right. of people um, and got to live in that pre-era mm-hmm. and then that post-era, right? It's like such a pivotal time because you have an appreciation for both phases of life. And I think that even now, like, you know, a lot of people talk about the microwave generation and how there's that immediacy, that need to want things instantaneously, (laughs) right? I feel like having seen a world where you did have to go to the library, you did have to pick out an encyclopedia and get that information, and then have your mind be blown years later when you can get that access in the comfort of your own home, probably opened up levels of creativity and curiosity that I don't know if future generations really got that because I don't know if you appreciate what you have at your fingertips at the same uh, the same way yeah. as you would if you didn't have it at one point. Yo, Mark, you make a great point, man. I mean, do you know what the Dewey Decimal System is? I don't. 
That you, you know how you know how real that moment is. Wow, D- dude, the Dewey Decimal System is a system we had to learn in elementary school, etc., to be able to find certain books, pieces, documents at a library. Wow, it was basically training for a library so that when you go in there, you're not just out here trying to find something for research that you can't find by thinking you could just look for the name. You, it was a, literally a system that organized library books, and we had to learn that. That's incredible. Oh, it's, it's out of control. Yeah. I, so what you speak to is the, the immediacy, the microwave generation. I, I, I'm connected to it because I've lived on both parts, mm-hmm. but I'm also anti-immediacy. I do a lot of things purpose, you know, on purpose that where I'm, I'm delaying, I'm doing things on my own time, and I release things on my own time. I just posted something on IG. Uh, you know, I love this picture. Um, I call it Ying Yang. Um, shout out to Buddy and um, Bukola. You know, it was oh, a, I think I know that's a lean in one. Yeah, right? I you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was very special. Um, but I, I shot that June wow. 2019. I just released it last week. Seven months. Because, and, you know, and mind you, the people I shot with, they're from, they're, they're younger than me. So yeah, I definitely got some backlash. Go, Dio, where the pics? Yeah, Bukala. I'm, I'm letting them know now. Dio, where the pics? What's going on? I said, yo, just, just relax. Because if you're really an artist, right? And, and artists do what they want when they want. And if, if you're really following your art, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't need to be a, Leo, let me get that right now. I've delayed picks with you, man. I delay picks all the time. And people really think, oh, man, the the diet's busy. He ain't trying to get to it. Man, I'm really on some, bro, when you get to it, that's when the time, that's the, when the time is right, right. to have it. When so you get it, it. Is it a feeling thing? That oh, it's on? a feeling, bro. Okay. I, I'm, I'm out here. I'm like, what do I want to, you know, this, this is not ready yet. I literally tell, tell people, like, this ain't ready yet. And then I'm, like, looking into the new year. I'm like this post this i'm like this whole series was was dope this is a it's they, they wanted black and white specifically i'm thinking yin yang i didn't even tilt the picture in that perspective until the day i posted it oh, and i realized wow. that's what oh dude stuff happens randomly wow. i shoot everything how i want to shoot it and i i maybe maneuver as i feel yeah. and even when i write a caption i don't that's why i was uh when you wrote when you wrote something prior I, it's interesting how people operate. I don't write any caption until I sit there and I'm ready to post. Mm. And I let the ideas just flow through me naturally. Boom. Just flow. Just flow. Even as I post, how I'm going to move stuff, order of pictures. Because to me, even if you're putting a picture out there and it's a set, there's a story behind it. You want to take people on a visual journey. Right. But people have this immediacy. Yo, let me get this. I got to put this out now. Why? I have to show somebody now. Why? Wow. Where where are they going? You, you know, we we can't. God forbid. I mean, how, I ain't going to say bye to you tomorrow. Yeah. There's time for the work, man. And, you know, your time is your own time. You know, just this, this societal pressure of now. I'm from, I'm I'm uh, I'm fighting against it. I'm one of the advocates who are against that now, that now time period. Right. And this is, there's some people who are with it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think like most things, balance is necessary. Right. Right. So I think it's key. I always tell people that immediacy is the ingredient that you need to make to feel action. You have to feel urgent in order to actually keep yourself accountable to maintain a, a quicker timeline. But 
there's uh, to me there's a point where immediacy can go too far where you begin to add an element of pressure onto yourself right. to complete things or you become impatient or right. you're no longer trusting the process or allowing right. things to progress as they naturally would because you feel like you have to have it right then and there and to me that's when it becomes a problem so you just you just spoke into and I think we talked about this um, at the last night of the dojo. It was kind of like, you know, what? It's not like, what are you going to do in this new year? Because it's kind of like, what are you going to do in this new time? Because we shouldn't have a year that marks change in your life. Right. It should be gradual change that you see. The new year just allows you to really reflect on it. And uh, I think, you know, we all talked about this and that, but what is your and I'll tell you mine here in a second but you know this is how you know someone's a good uh, interviewee they start asking you questions <laughs> what what's your <laughs> I just sized myself yeah. um but no no but you know most people have like a phrase or a direction that they want to go I have mine mm -hmm. which speaks and I'll, I'll say it first because it speaks to what you're saying mm -hmm. For me, with that balance, because you're right, there does have to be balance. I can say, yo, I'm not about this immediacy and all that, but I'm the same dude that's gonna, that I'm the same dude that's gonna say, Mark, what are you doing? You've been talking about this, the time is now. Why are you talking about it? Do it. Right. So for me, with that balance, my word is, my word for this year and going forward, because I'm just gonna keep adding on to my values as far as um, me in the creative space and as a man, my word for this year is purpose. Mm. So with me, you know, there's a lot of things I can do. I, I, you know, I get asked to do this. I get asked to do that. I can do this. I can do that. I can create this. I can create that. Man, I really have decided to, and it's easy to say you're doing it, but you really, to, to move with purpose, you have to take a step back, look at everything that's presented in front of you and, and see what the purpose of it is. See if it aligns with you. See, see if it makes sense. And if it does, move in that direction with authority because you've already decided that it's your purpose to move in that direction. So even when you texted me, yo, Dio, let's record. I took a step back. I said, is today, because that's why I'm always delayed. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. You're probably like, damn, bro, Saturday or not, nah, bro, right. Sunday or not. Nah. Like, I need to know. <laughs> nah, but for me, I take a step back and I'm like, all right, what do I have to do on Saturday? Am I going to feel, am I going to be in a space that I can give him something good, you know, that we can have good dialogue? Is this the right time? Do I need to be the first recording? Do I need to do that? I think about all these things now. And then I think about the purpose. And obviously that's working for me because this is a lit interview so far. Yeah. Shout out to Mark. <laughs> but I would love to know what. You know what space you're in. Yeah, I mean, because you fresh, you fresh from the motherland, bro. Yeah, man. Your whole your mind is on some other stuff. I know <laughs> your head is somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's it's interesting. So as you were you were asking or as you were alluding to the question you were gonna ask, I was like, I felt so good because I was like, I'm ready to feel this one, um, which is a blessing because I was, I didn't know where you were going with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I every year I do set a motto, um, you know, a, a word or some kind of phrase that's gonna help set me up for success that year and over the last course of what, the last four or five years or so i've done a pretty good job sticking to the things that i've set out this year my motto is vision is silent whoa <laughs> i gotta hear it, it sounds awesome <laughs> and so when you when you think about it literally okay right, it it costs you no sound to see 
right? Like when you, you can open up your eyes in silence and observe the world around you. And it takes nothing, no audio. It requires no sound. Uh, when you envision a world that is, you know, that you want to create for yourself, when you envision things that you would like to put together, aspirations, that in itself requires no sound. Now, as a visionary, I think that something I constantly battle with myself is the desire to galvanize around ideas. And so when you think about our, our experiences in the dojo, Every week, I'm like, yo, Dio, I got this crazy, mm. yo, sit down, let's talk about blah, blah, like, I got the, yo, I got shoot ideas, mm. yo, I got event ideas, yo, I got collaboration ideas, and it, none of that is false, it's all true, and that I have so much energy and ideas around things, but what I started to realize is that I was getting to a point where the socialization of my ideas was taking more it was taking more course of action than my actual steps towards achieving those Ooh. things. When did you realize this? I think towards the end. I mean, so uh, when we met in October, uh -huh. I was in a space where I wanted to create so badly, oh, right? Mm. Like it was like creative frustration where there was just so many ideas that were, you know, literally flying around my, my head. And it was like, you know, pulling ideas down from like the, the outer spaces, right? And it was like, which one do I want to like grab onto and hold and, and actually pursue? And so for the whole year or the whole end of the year, so that last quarter, I, I was like, I, I, need, I need to create something. I need to do something. I want to, et cetera. So it was always built around action. But I think, you know, as we're all trying to figure this thing out and, you know, being a full-time creator has never been something that I had done. And as I want it to be something I'm matriculated into, I, I realize that even though I don't know the best place to put it out at or when I'm going to do it, how I'm going to do it, I just need to do it, right? And I've learned that in some ways. We've talked about splatter and how we jumped in for that. I wanted to, to begin to take a similar approach here, right? Because like it, after a while, I realized we were sitting down and we were talking about these new ideas, but I wasn't actually working on them. And that, that made me, uh, when I was reflecting on my year, I'm so proud of what I did in 2019. I made a lot of strides, but as I was looking forward to 2020 around that end of year reflection, I was like, yo, I don't want to talk anymore about the things that I want to do. I just want to get out and do them. Right. So the minute, you know, I told myself in Ghana, I wasn't gonna, I didn't want to sit there and put myself in a space where I was looking for inspiration or I was forcing creativity. Right. I wanted to just absorb the environment, which I did. And I had an amazing time. But I said, once I got back to the States, I was going to look at tangible, concrete things I can do in this moment. That's going to help me get there. I just told you about the class, right? So right. it's like, all right, yo, psh, yeah. class, let's sign up. I want right. to do that. Right. Um, yo, you want to do this podcast? All right, cool. Let's, you got a date? Let's do it. Like, no more, oh, I'm, I'm working on it, I'm doing it, I, I want to get it done. It's like, yo, you have a, a vision? Cool, that requires no talk. It just requires action. And so my, the vision is silent for 2020. I want so many The vision, to get is, vision silent. is silent. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's something that, um, I think that's something that a lot of people need. 
um, this talking stuff is, it's actually, um, it can be a detriment to, to your creativity because ideas can come and go. And because you're proud of an idea or, or a thought, you just start putting it out there. Right. I'm proud of this, man. Let me share it, man. I'm doing this. You know, then the failing that is when someone checks on you two, three weeks, you know, what's good? Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Let me know. Right. You know, and that 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 hurts, especially right. if it gets to a point where you really look at yourself and you're like, I'm just out here talking. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's dope. I like it a lot. Yeah, the I vision mean, is silent. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I'm on my monetary tip because I got these kids, man. I envisioned that on a shirt. <laughs> the vision is silent. Ten ninety nine. Get some designers on. If you're a designer and you want to design that shirt, hit me up. Respect, you respect. Put that together. Um, but yeah, so I, I do want to jump back to the process. A of little course, bit, please, right? so, please. Um, we talked about that love for finding information. Right, right, right. Right. And hmm. um and encyclopedias online and the computer and what that gave you access to as far as imagery and such. Right. So in that moment you don't know that you are ready to be a contributor or a creator in that space, but you do know that you are at least intrigued by images and by right. media right. and such. So there's really two things I actually want to go. Go for to. it, man. You can go everywhere, so, man. Before I actually talk about the, the creation piece mm-hmm. and what got you to that point where you noticed, um, one thing you said that was really interesting to me was that your mother was a physician. Is. Is. Excuse me. It's mother right. is a physician. Mama! And was, was a physician then. Respect. Yes, <laughs> is, is a physician. And African? Nigerian? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a Nigerian man. 100. Yeah, okay. true and true. So I'm the first. I'm a first generation Nigerian. Like I'm the first generation born in America, man. There you go. We can trace my lineage back to. <laughs> if you want to do some research, I don't put this out there like that, but um, research Oba Kosoko. That is the first emperor of Lagos, Nigeria. Ooh, that's your so when you hear my, li- my last name, Kosoko, there's a lineage that goes back to wow. the inception of um, royal houses in Nigeria. Wow. So, you know, when people used to say, ah, coming to America, are you a prince or something? I used to be like, mm-hmm. kind of. Crown. Right. Adedayo is my full name. Ade means crown. All my kids are crown. All my siblings are crown. Wow. We have a lineage, man. Wow. I'm proud of that's it. That's amazing. That's crazy. I, I don't even that. put that out there like that. But yeah, yeah respect. Yeah, yeah. Respect. Okay. So, <laughs> growing up in a Nigerian-American household. Risa? I know how it is. I'm from Ghana. So, I have... Charlie? Boy, <laughs> 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 God. Growing up in, in, a, in an African household, um, there is there tends to be the overemphasis of the sciences. Right? Uh, so, okay. Um, and one thing I, I find really interesting is you, you said that as long as you were doing your work in your household, mm. your mother didn't discourage the creative space. Of course. And I find that really interesting because I, I do know quite a few people with uh, African heritage and, that grow up in the States and they tend to struggle in being able to grasp onto that creative medium, especially early on in their life, right. because the emphasis tends to be centered around being a doctor or an engineer or uh, a lawyer. The road you're going down is just going to be a good one. Keep yeah. going. So <laughs> I'm curious to know, 
what was it about your relationship with her or maybe even just her character mm. as a mother that allowed some of that freedom for right. you to really dive into that creative world? Right. This is a dope question. I, I think um, it's not even an I think situation. When, when, when you look at immigrants, right, that are afforded the opportunity to leave wherever they are and, and go somewhere to make a name for themselves, one of the biggest things that, you know, they push in their regions to get out of the situations that they are is to get education, is to get a degree, is to advance as far as you can. Oh, masters, we're not done. Get your PhD. Um, that's one thing that the, it's, it's in the culture that I respect wholeheartedly because you look at individuals who were afforded education, mind you, to go to school in Africa, you're paying. You're paying dollars, man. Yeah. If your parents aren't paying your school fees, you can't come to class. It's a different, it's a different place, man. My, luckily, my grandfather, um, Jokotoye Babalola, um, was the first optometrist in his area in Obomosho, Ibadan, Nigeria. My grandfather left and was afforded the opportunity to go to school, to get schooled in London. Mm. And instead of staying in London, he returned back to Nigeria and started open his, uh, his uh, eye clinic there. Mm. He was an optometrist. He inspired my mother to go into ophthalmology. My mother said, you're an optometrist. I'm going to do eye surgery. My mom's sister said, I'm going to do optometry. She stayed in Nigeria. So I come from a family of physicians. And so mind you, Coming, you know, and, and they don't have to be physicians, but anyone who has parents who are are working, you know, immigrant parents who are working in a space, the mentality of the parent is that I was able to make it to this point where I'm able to be in this new country, take care of you, have this family, live the quote unquote American dream because my education got me out of a place where I would have been stuck that I didn't want to be. Mm -hmm. Whereas they're also looking at individuals who are their classmates from Queen's school, any school, UI, any place in Nigeria that stayed, that didn't leave. They either wanted to, leave, wanted to stay or wasn't able to stay. So when they're looking at their children, first and foremost, they know that the one thing that's going to get them in a place where they're not disadvantaged in this country is education. My sister took that full route wholeheartedly, and she's now an ER doctor in um, Houston, Texas. I, mind you, I, I was pre-med. My undergrad. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. I was pre-med. I got okay. into Creighton University pre-med. But after taking my first bio, biochem class, doing all these things, knowing I could do it, the passion for what this was and me trying to fulfill the love that my mother had in, because my mother loves what she does. Love what you do. I didn't love what she wanted me to do, which is a different dialogue between parents and kid, right? Especially if you're somebody that's like, you know, my whole life, you know, my mother knows Dio's an extrovert. Dio loves people. Dio's a feeler. Dio does all this stuff. But as a parent who, from as a parent, an immigrant parent of kids born here, it's hard to see how that blends. It's like you don't look at your child and say, oh, snap, let's let's put him into acting school. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, I think of my life and I'm like, it could have went down several roads mm -hmm. based off my personality and yeah. what I was interested in. But to your parents, 
Get your degree. Finish in school. Right. Read your book. Right. What clubs are you in? What schools are you getting into? What's your SAT? SAT prep. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a road. It's a line. Finish undergrad. First thing I'm after. You know, your parents are happy you finished school. But the first question my mom asked me was like, yo, when are you applying for grad school? Wow. Yeah. It's because she's a physician. She's already yeah. set the standard. Yeah. That's somebody who I look up to as that's how you make it. Right. So, so, you know, luckily for me, I had I had um, I had examples of people that have reached the that have reached the, the summit of what it is in educational as being especially being an African. Right. <sighs> You know, so so going down that road of creation, I definitely got my degree first. Right. I actually went back and got my master's. Right. I got my master's as well. Not to say that everyone's route is the same, but to say that I did things to make sure my mom was secure. That the fact that Dio, no matter what he does, he's done these things. Right. So he's going to be OK. Because the worry of a parent is, is my child going to be OK? Absolutely. Anyone listening? The worry of your parent is, is my child going to be OK? Do I have to take care of this child forever? Can my child move from New Jersey and be okay in Maryland and be successful? There's different things that, you know, they think about. So luckily for me, I did what I had to do. I was a great student. That's why I got into Creighton University pre-med, one of the best schools in the Midwest. Shout out to the Blue Jays. Shout out to Kyle (laughs) Corbin. Shout out to Corbin, baby. Kyle Corver is two years older than me, man. He, wow. Yeah, we definitely kicked. We definitely not seeing who. We definitely kicked it. That's the that was the homie. Wow. Last time I saw him, I was like, "Yo, he's like, yo, what's up, Dio? This is at a at a Wizards game when he was oh, playing yeah? for Cleveland. Crazy, wow. yeah, man. Because it was a small school. Yeah. But you know, back to the journey. It's it's just for us. It was once you take care of your books, anything can go. And I think me growing down a creative route, my mother, she had to feel it. She had to know that. There's other things that Dio likes. Then now, you know, the greatest thought is, can what he like, can what he likes make him enough money to be successful mm-hmm. and comfortable in life? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So okay. that's, that's what it is. I don't know. You, you might have a similar situation, um, you know, being a are you first generation. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Child of immigrants. We're the ones that are going to tell the stories to because let, let's look at the odds of life. Right. We're in America, man, which is, y'all, you know, people talk this and that about America. There are people who have been denied visa to come into this country 10, 20 years, denied visa because they know that the people are going to leave the country and stay there for good. My aunt has never been to the U.S., but denied visa for years as an optometrist. So her family, our families are so different because. All my my cousins were raised in Nigeria, born in Nigeria. I was born here, raised here. It, it's so interesting of a dynamic right. because of a government that says you guys can go, you guys can't go. Right, right. So and very similar, very similar seeds. Right? Mm, like, yeah, you know, both physicians and you know, both educated, right? And it's like it, it's oh, it's always so fascinating to me when you see how someone's trajectory can end up turning out. Sometimes, a lot of times I think people make the implication that we work for everything we have. And I think that that's a portion mm, of it. Yeah. But I, I do think that there's some fortune and some of God's grace that's involved agreed, as well. Agreed. Being able to shape that. And the work of generations before us, man, I, I, this is what I always encourage people to do, man. Um, my grandparents are no longer here. But I got to spend time with them, learn their stories. I helped my grandfather write his memoirs before he passed. 
It's amazing. The story of the people who put in the work before you is as significant as your own story. Without them, there's no you. There's people who worked thinking about you, who had the foresight of generations after you. So that's how I operate. I operate with the foresight of generations that are coming after me. And I think there's, there's value in, 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 in seeing that work and appreciating those people. Absolutely. Especially while they're here, man. Um, it's, I always tell this to anybody. I ask people, I'm like, yo, your grandparents are here? You got a relationship with them? I'm like, yo, sit down and, sit down and talk with them, man. I've, ne- I've never taken, as a photographer, I wasn't even a, a real, I mean, I was a shooter, right? I had pictures of my grandfather. But can, I can imagine me sitting him down and just recording and letting him just talk. Letting just recording us talk yeah. for hours. I wish I did. That's foresight. I wish I did that, man. It's funny you say that. One of the things that's been on my mind is, you know, after I kind of get this off the ground and runs. It's actually, off the ground, Mark. Well, I mean, like, as I have episodes, you know, as this I continue. Is ep- this is the episode that's going to get it off the ground. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Trust me, man. Um, but, yo, man, I, I really, I'm like thinking about bringing my folks on, you know, and I think that that would just be so dope you know, to get their stories on the air and Do it, bro. be able to interact with them in this kind of way. Do it. Um, but yeah, so, okay, so. so that was a talk, dope question. Well, thank you. Education uh, was, was really the goal then, it sounds like. So right. as long as you were educated, then you could take on whatever creative pursuits yeah. that you felt compelled by. Right. So you have this initial interest mm-hmm. and then um, you're now starting to give it energy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as your, your grades are good and mm-hmm. you're pursuing the traditional path as well and mm-hmm. that you're good in that regard, you are good creatively. Mm-hmm. So when, when do you turn the corner when you go from like, because like we're still in this, in this infancy stage right, where, right, right, where right. you're not a full-blown not even full blown, but you haven't even really acknowledged that you're going to be in the business of photography at all. Mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. was that first moment? I've called this almost like one degree, right? And we're going to speed up <laughs> quickly, but that one degree, what, what was that point when it was like, Oh no, like I'm, I'm into photography now. Um, the first, well, this is a great question, but I think this is for anybody. The first point of, True interest, diving in, whatever word you want to call it, is investment. I think until you invest, you're just playing around. Mm. I mean, bro, we talked about XYZ. I'm looking at two brand new mics here. You invested. And these, you know, you invested. You understand this is what you want to do and you invested in it. I think investment shows commitment. You invest time in your family, you're committed to them. You invest time in, in stocks, you care about those stocks. You invest time in relationships, developing relationships, you care about those relationships. Investment, I think, is very important. So for me, it was investing in, it, it, you know, going from a, a camera that I bought for $100 to spending $500 from my money in college. I was working at Finish Line. I wasn't a manager. I worked on the women's wall. Sales. Sales has been my whole life. You know, being able to talk to people and convincing them, this is what you need. That's sales. You, were, you said you were, uh, was it for, what Finish you, line. Finish, finish line. line. Shout out to finish you, line. You seem like the type to sell. Oh, bro. As soon as you walk in, I'm on the women's wall. Yo, girl. You, oh, yo, come here, come here, girl. Hey, these shoes, fire. And they on sale. 
Buy one, get one half off. Put them on. Yeah, you don't want it. Put it on. Just put it on. Put it on. Come out the come out the change room. Yo, look at the fit, girl. Oh, word, you like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I need four. They buying four shoes, man. Yeah, so the sales started there. The too. sales, yeah, the sales, man. Okay. Sales, even up through my, you know, my career in educ- higher ed, it's like sales. You know, when you're trying to recruit students for school, it's always sales. It's always yeah. in sales and talking to people. But, but to your point, investment. Um, I, 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 I spent five hundred dollars. Somebody who was getting a little bit above minimum wage in college, dude. If you're in college, you're broke, man. I don't care. You're a broke boy, yeah. unless you're getting help from fam, because you're over there studying. You're over there working. I invested in a camera, and I said, you know what? Let, let, me, let me get this camera and see what happens. And I paid $500 for a DSLR, and that, 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 was, that started things rolling. So, real quick, just to, to kind of clarify on the history, there was a point where, so you, you used to shoot quite a bit on uh, disposable cameras disposable right. and point and shoot okay and point and shoot yeah. and you you used to okay so you had the disposable and you graduated to point and shoot right right um and then is the camera you just mentioned is that the one that you got uh that your friend that yeah. you bought from your friend yeah That's good memory one? look at this okay. research but yeah yeah <laughs> okay so you buy that one from yeah. your friend mm-hmm. and this is in college yeah uh yeah yeah, it's a little bit after college. After it's college. like one a year, one or two years after college. Interesting thing. Interesting thing about me is after I graduated school, I worked at the university where I was. So it's it's really dope because I, my brother and I are four years apart. Anytime I went, I finished school. He was coming in high school. Um, I'm a senior. He's coming into high school as a freshman. College, we actually went to the same college, but I was a senior. After I graduated, he came in as a freshman. Mm. But for him, I still worked on campus, and I was still a young dude. Right. So it, it, he got to have, we, it was the first time we actually had to, got to have that dynamic. Um, yeah, but it, a little bit after college, I had money, and I had time, and I was, my mind was moving differently. Um, so I bought the camera in college, but I started to shoot right after. So it's a little bit right after college. And did you know when you were shooting then, was it like, what, what really was the motivation behind shooting at that point? Man, I think the motivation behind shooting for me my whole life was, so, so, so even when I worked in higher education, one of the biggest joys I had was seeing a student that you, that you don't know from Adam who is trying to figure out what they want to, want to do in school and you point them in the right direction and then you see them graduate. It's like return on investment, oh. ROI. Yeah. As a as somebody who's selling something, it's like, dang, he actually came to the program. He finished. He's about to go start his life. That feels good. When you're taking pictures and you show somebody a picture and they're like, whoa. Yeah. That I don't care who you are, man. That feedback feels good. That's why all these shooters put all their stuff out. Yo, tell me what you think. Ain't nobody going to tell them, yo, this is crap online. Yeah. People are going to shower you with blessings, yeah. man. And we need that as humans. We need to be encouraged. Encouragement leads to um, leads to expectations. Encouragement leads to expectations for your own self. So as I got that, I realized, yo, dang, people love are loving the work I'm doing. Let me just keep shooting. Thank God for Facebook. 
it's the start of the social age for me. Right. I started shooting when Facebook came out, man. Yeah. And I was putting stuff on Facebook and people were grabbing. Yo, I think, yo, where am I going to see these pictures? I'm like, go, go to the art hype on Facebook. Uh, I'll, I'll post it and I'm going to tag you. Yeah. Put my logo in the picture, in the corner of every picture. These are different times, man. I was hungry. I was yeah. like, I was hungry and thirsty for exposure and acknowledgement. And doing it in a way that really is the blueprint now. Now. But then. Then, oh, it was, was something else. Nobody oh, even knew. Dude, dude. <laughs> You know, sh- shooting everywhere and it, my edit process was like one second. I used to like since I was the art hype, I, I never had a distinct style of shooting. I used to throw on random filters that just made stuff look cool and people's minds would be blown. And I was like, hey, yeah, yeah, this is art, man. You know, blah, blah, blah. People like, yo, to the point that I kept my logo. So somebody said to me back in the day, yo, you know, you posting this thing. What if somebody just takes your picture and doesn't even tell you I save it's yours? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I need a watermark, watermark, watermark. To figure out how to do a watermark, make it a little bit translucent on the pictures, kept the watermark. It got to the point that people, I would sometimes for clients not put the watermark and they'd be like, yo, why don't you put the R-hype on the corner? <laughs> the brand, the br- that, that work took over. People were like, put that on the corner. And I, and I was like, that was like, branding before branding it was really mind-blowing looking back at it uh, when you see these artists that that create paintings and they sign they have that one and if that's not there it ain't official right signature yeah yeah so yeah that 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 all that all was the work that i I don't really get to talk about before because people just see what it is now and and they don't realize (laughs) i was shooting for passion and love but the love that you get back is encouraging for you to keep going. Yeah. And when someone finally asks you, yo, how much, how much right. your brain, you're like, wait, what? How right. much? Right, right. Dude, I'm out here just rocking with this joint because I love it. It's a passion. Bet. We'll actually get to that how much. But before that, um, you mentioned the art hype a couple of times, which is your Instagram and social media handles. Yeah, it's uh, me. It's also your, your identity and such. And it's a really hype, cool, hype, yeah. really cool story behind that that I'd love for you to share uh, with, with. How do you audience. know it's cool? Huh? How do you know it's cool? I I love the story. <laughs> I love the story, and I would love it. Uh, Mark, yeah. Yo, Mark, Mark is a re- Mark is prepared for this, yo. Yo, shout out to anybody who comes on the show, man. This is this is a dope interview, not just because I know Mark, but because I know that anything he does, he's already moving with alignment with my uh my phrase for this year which is purpose and i can tell and feel from this um interview he's he's moving with purpose so leave that in there man don't take that out <laughs> leave that in there that's real <laughs> um no 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 shout out to the art hype man um you know i was shooting doing my thing um i have a really tight home girl who's in the graphic design she's a graphic designer painter um she does it all. She's she's one of the dopest artists I've ever met in my life. Her name is Coach. I called her Coach. Her dad is a coach in uh, NCAA basketball. He coached oh, wow. at University of Nebraska Omaha, and now he now he's the assistant head coach at University of Oregon. So I've always called her Coach. That's her nickname. But it's Megan McKenna, and we worked together. It was really cool for me, mind you, because this is somebody you know who is my friend. She's a white girl. This is my home girl, yeah. and. She she's she's one of the most talented people I've ever met. And we, we looked at each other and we're like, yo, there's there's something behind your art. I, I love your art so much, coach, that I want to put your art out there. 
I, I think that you can make money off your art. In fact, we can make money off your art. I think you're that good. Let's put some. Let's 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 get you some work for flyers, paintings, design work. I, I'm gonna hype you up. I'm gonna be your hype man. I'm gonna tell because I have the network and I can talk to anybody. I'm I, I'm gonna be able to put you anywhere and get you business. I just, and I'll just get a percentage. So it was like management almost at that the art hype. Mm. She was the art. I was the hype. <laughs> so, you know, with, with, with that in place, it was awesome for, you know, for a year or two. But then she got big. Mm. She had to take a real opportunity. She became a designer for Indiana State University where her dad was coaching. Wow. And she was the designer for all of the sports teams. She then went from there to the University of Oregon mm. once again and was doing work with Nike and Oregon. So and she's like, yo, Dio, I just can't I, I can't focus on what we're doing because my trajectory is going here. And you have to respect that because that's where you want her to be. Mm -hmm. So in that space, I'm like, coach, you know, what do you want to do? Here's the brand. I mean, she's like, she's like, yo, you, you that's do it. Figure it out. Let's go. I remember the day I was sitting there. I was like, all right, all right. I said, snap, I take pics. Dude, I got to take this picture thing. I got to level it up. Mm. Because the art is still hype. Is this I have to. Where, oh, where that's the moment. This is the moment. Oh, yeah, so this is the moment. Photography is. This, this is, is the moment where I said, I have to, if I want this art hype, which was when, when, when we first came up with the name, I was like, oh, this is so dope. I said, yeah. so catchy. I love it. I love the logo. I love all of this. So I haven't changed my logo. I haven't changed anything as far as that because it's so universal that. It fits with me, who I am, as far as someone who is hype, if you know me, if I care about something, but someone who is also passionate about the arts in several senses, not just photography, but creation and, you know, music, sound, video. But it was it was me saying, all right, I need this thing to keep going. Coaches, coach has her thing going on. What can I do to keep this thing going? I got to get focused on my photography. My photography is going to be what the art hype is about. Mm. And that's where that's it went from there. Wow. <laughs> boiling. <laughs> okay, so in that moment, you realize that photography is really where you're going to take things and the brand starts to expand. Yeah. Um, there's one shoe in particular that Whoa. I've heard about. Okay. That um, out of New York. Mm. Unity. Oh, Unity. We actually shot it in Omaha. Oh, was it in Omaha? Yeah, respect. Dude, I'll tell you the story. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Mark, 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 Mark. Bakbo. Um, shout out to Unity. Have you been to her page? I have not. That's cool. I'll show it to you. Um, Unity. So o Omaha has a big um, Sudanese refugee population. Just like Minneapolis has um, a lot of Somalians, East Africans, refugees that are now immigrants to that area. Omaha had a lot of has still a lot of Sudanese. And mind you, in my life, I grew up around Nigerians, people like you, Ghanaians, West Africans, Ethiopians. When I was in Omaha, I always saw these melanated, tall, beautiful human beings. And that's that's when I met unity. And Unity said to me, you know, we, we linked, we connected. I, you know, she was, a, she was like, I'm trying to model. She's tall, beautiful, gorgeous. I'm like, yo, let's shoot. She's like, yeah, let's shoot. I'm like, yo, let's shoot. 
it was my first it was my first shoot where I it was my first shoot in general where I had to tell somebody where I had to direct, create, pick a site. I, dude, I, this is funny because I remember this like yesterday. Yeah. I remember where I drove to. I remember exactly where we shot. I remember directions I was giving her. I remember me trying out different things because I wanted it to be different. Dude, my editing, I, I, my editing on this picture, on my on the shoot is trash to me now. <laughs> right. But then I thought it was the dopest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And she, you know, working with her, that, that's that's one of the highlights of my life. It's something that I still have in my notes for this year is to revisit that shoot, re-edit it, re-edit it as I wow. as who I am now. Wow. And and do something with that. Yeah, because I think cool. that's special, right? Yeah. Because this year is actually the ten year anniversary of the art hype. It's wow. the first time I'm even putting that out there. Wow. Um, but it's the ten year anniversary. And I think that's something I have to do, um, for me. But now. Unity is out in New York. She's a sign model. She's in ads. She's in uh, Maybelline, Target commercials. She's doing her thing, man. And she's she's an advocate for South Sudan, her country, which is now South Sudan. When we shot, it was just Sudan. Yeah. She's just somebody that's special in my life. She knows it. I always tell her because she was pursuing the same dream. She was pursuing a dream the same time as I was. And we're both in the place. Where from that shoot, we're both living out the idea of what we both thought we wanted. Mm. And it's actually happening now. It's yeah. surreal, man. Because she had never shot. She's like, I think I want a model. And I just saw her grow. It's, it's amazing, man. I'm glad you brought that That's up. That's beautiful. So it sounds like that shoot really propelled you to at least gather the confidence. Confidence. In, right? Mm. <clears throat> Keyword. And so... What what are some of the high points, you know, not so far down the line, but, you know, that happened shortly after, you know, that shoot with Unity? Um, after shooting with Unity, I put the shoot out on Facebook and people were really feeling it. Um, that came more photography work in general. And I think with that photography work, it allowed me to understand the business side of 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 shooting and 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 creating that that business model behind what you know how I shoot and what I shoot um I think it also made me aware of the industry the power of social media and I I think the power of social media is what I think has propelled any artist I think the power you know the power of social media has allowed anybody to do anything that they want to do as long as they're passionate about it and I think you know, from me working with her and, and, and moving in that direction of sh- working with people, because for the majority of the time, I was just shooting events. And there's some people that make a career of shooting events. There's a lot of good money in shooting events. Um, but when you're creating with somebody else, there's nothing like it. I always say it's like a dance when, when a photographer works with a, a model or, or somebody they're creating. It's like a it's like a dance. It's like a you know, bachata. It can be uh, uh you know, slow ballet room. It can be anything. It can be, it, but it is a dance. And to have a good dance and to look good, both people need to be in sync. Or one person needs to be a really good dancer. Right. So if you have a really good model, yeah. your picture is going to be fire. Wow. And if the photographer's trash. If you're a really good photographer and your model's not the best model, you're going to get the best out of her. Now, if you both know what y'all doing, <laughs> it's, magical. it's heat. 
yeah. the dance it's it's a dope dance that's the dance you like that's the thing you're looking at so that's 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 that what, that's what happened in that stage okay yeah man so <clears throat> as always right there's a point inevitably where you hit some setbacks there are some things that you start to question should i really be in this do i really want this for myself Maybe you're not heating up as quickly as you, because the goal is to be to hit your boiling point. And so maybe you feel like you're not moving as quickly as you should. You may be comparing yourself, but there's just those moments that you have where you feel like this just may not be for you anymore. Um, take me through some of those times. What are what were some of the setbacks that you had dealt with as an artist? Um, I think the big just the biggest setback which isn't a setback. I wouldn't use the word setback. I think it's more of a momentum shift. Um, you know, I had gone full time before when I was younger, um, at a time where I was frustrated with working for somebody. And I thought that by my notoriety, I would be able to be successful, not realizing that certain aspects of business and business model that's behind a successful business and brand are necessary to be successful and sustain. Um, that was probably the biggest setback, which I wouldn't use, but the, but the, but the learning, the learning aspect, because I went, I went full time and I realized, yo, I'm not, I am not ready for this. What was it about? What was it about it? It was about it. It was about the business being bad, Mm. bad business. It's, it's about Is just it like showing your learning curve. It's me. Just... It's my learning curve. It's like working with somebody, booking a shoot. Somebody doesn't show up. You book that person for the shoot today. You've told three other people they can't shoot that at that time because that person has that time. Then that person says, oh, I want to change the time and not having a contract in place mm-hmm. or a deposit to the point where you're like, I don't give it's a not... damn. I mean, if you come or not, I, right. I got money by sitting on my ass at home so i i think that's you know that business side of things i you know i definitely called it l because i thought i could do it um and i, I think the biggest thing that even being able to catch that l is because in this space i never have a mentor because it's new it's like oh you want to be a shooter based off of your prestige on social media you like doing this, you know, like doing that. You're black, you're African. There's nobody who I can like reach out to and be able to have that hand-holding moment. Right. I mean, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska at the time. And even when I moved back here, even till now, I mean, I have some people now as a grown man that I'm able to lean on. But at that time, there's nobody. Right. I think that's why me being that person now is so important to me. Um, even to my detriment is sometimes you have to be careful about the energy you give out, right. you know, but, 100%. you know, not having that person was, was something that made me catch at catch else, mm. which are learning, which is learning situation. There's somebody out there right now who's, you know, Oh, I'm doing my thing. I'm shooting, but you're, you know, you're literally just going through a moment because you're catching else. Cause you, you know, you might not have your business right. Yeah. And if your business is right, it can't sustain. What's your business model? What are you, how are you really making money? How are you making money when you're not shooting? Winter time is the worst time for a photographer. Mm. Especially if you don't have a studio space to shoot in or a place to shoot. I've been through that. I didn't have a studio until last year. So <clears throat> what, what runs through your mind in, that, in those kind of moments? 
it's winter time and you're not getting gigs. Right. You're not getting no gigs. People aren't trying to spend their money. Right. It's the holidays. What are the emotions? People, oh, dude, it's it's you can't you can't be more discouraged than being in a place where you know you're available to do work and nobody wants you to do work. Mm. People are people are 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 holding on to their chips. That makes you think, oh snap, I'm not salaried. There isn't a guaranteed check coming in every two weeks. Your work is based off of your work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your payment is based off of your 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 energy and, and what you're able to connect as far as, you know, business. So those things, it's very discouraging. The first thing you start doing is getting on Indeed.com. I mean, when you're young or, or Monster.com, when you're younger, you start doing that. You're like, yo, I have to get a job. I have to get a job. So the first iteration of me being full time was was a moment where I went back to the workforce. I said, this is nuts. I am. I'm tripping. I can do both. Yeah. I can do both. I can. I, I had the education. Yeah. I can still apply to jobs and, 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 and be successful in that space and, and get a job and get a salary and do that and work for the man and do that and still have my thing on the side. But to really run a business, you got to have your ducks in a row right. and you have, you know, ideally you have somebody that's able to handhold you through the process and let you know, yo, you're effing up. You know what I mean? You, you, your, your contract doesn't look good. Mm. So, you know, it was definitely a learning curve. I think that's that's the 50, you know, point or whatever. It was it was taking a risk and catching an L and learning from the L and realizing um, that time may not be the time. So you picked up a job after this? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I went right back to higher education, which is my, you know, once you once you've already, you know, I mean, you work in uh, recruitment, essentially when you when you're in a, a field you can find your way back to that field, you know? So that, that was, that was awesome because don't get it twisted. I love photography, but I love helping people. Like I love education and the job of recruitment. Cause I mentioned earlier, when you're able to recruit somebody and put them in a position where their life is in, in um, where their life is um, increased or valued more, or, you know, their life is better based off the decision that they make by coming to your school and you see them finish and you see their life that feels good. That makes you feel like, yo, I did some stuff. That's that's special. Yeah. So I love that. I love education. I love putting. I love educating. I think it's important, and I get that from my mother and, and you know, from my family of educators. It's 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 in my it's ingrained in me. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and I think that you can see, we can see, as you know, people that interact with you, that desire to educate and people on giving information passing down um things to people so i think that i i see the happy marriage now with the world of education and what you got from that space and go. what you do in creating mm. so i'm curious to know about the so you you go back to work now mm -hmm. in this education space and you're enjoying it you make a second leap yeah, right, yeah, back yeah, into yeah. the world of creativity yeah. full time. Yeah. How did you how did you talk yourself through that moment? I'm sure there may have been some type of insecurity or uh, doubt knowing it's scary, that, man. Yeah, it's that scary. you had done it before. That's scary. How did you how did you get through that? Um shout out to Instagram. <laughs> shout out to social media once again. Mind you, my first leap there was no Instagram. Mm. You know, there was one means of social media that was dominating, which right. was Facebook over MySpace. Yeah. Um, 
when 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 you take that second leap you're you're older you're you're wiser you're looking at what your career path and trajectory is and you start calculating what that path is and how you're valued at your job as opposed to opportunities that you're missing in another space because you're at a job there were moments at my job where I was just like, people were asking me to do this, this is, and I was just like, yeah, I mean, I can work after five. I can work this day and with recruitment. You know what it is, man. It's certain seasons where you're not even around. You're on the road, you're traveling, you're doing this and that. That thing is a detriment to somebody who's trying to get booked for engagement shoots in the fall to get ready for people who are getting married in the, in the spring or summer. So the, it, you know, it, it gets to a point where you look at yourself then you take a bet on yourself. That's the risk. Oh. You take a risk. It's risky as shit. It's scary. I got people. I have. I've had probably ten people in the last two years who have hit me up and say, "Hey, Di, I just want to talk to you. I'm I'm thinking about going full time in this in in whatever it is." Mm-hmm. Half of the people, more than half, maybe seventy five percent, because you know, as I look at this fire, I keep looking at it because. Some people have to touch the fire to realize it's hot. Mm. And some people, you can just tell the people, yo, that joint's hot as shit. Don't touch. I mean, like, don't touch it. And they'll be like, all right, bet. Mm. So in that 75%, I got people I'm telling, nah, nah, bro. You're not ready. Like, don't do it. Like, mm. you're, you're. Which is commendable that, that you, you have that level of transparency. Or, so it can, people... or yeah, but, it can, but to somebody, it can be like, what's this dude talking about, mm. man? What's this dude talking about? People reach out. Sometimes people reach out for affirmation. They've already made a decision in their head. They reach out for affirmation. And if you don't say what they said, what they like, they're just sitting there like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." but if they say what they like, like, all right, bet. Cool. He said, he said it. I can do it. But for the majority of things, I'm like, yo, don't make the mistake. I'm looking at your portfolio for what, what do you want to shoot? How do you plan on making money in this? You plan on making money in this space by just taking pictures. You're not going to survive like that. You're going to burn out. Your, what's your rate? What's your rent? Mm. How, is your, like, how, how is what you're shooting, what you're doing, going to equate to everything else that you have going on in your life? Yeah. You have your own place? You live at home? There's so many, like, there's so many, there's so many factors for somebody who is saying that, ah, I just want to be a creative. I'm trying to do my thing. When you really look at half of these people, man, half people who just say this is what they do, their situation is not as ideal as what it looks like. This is just a, a warning. It's not even a warning. It's just transparency, right? You know, I always talk with my wife. I'm like, you know, I put a post about my wife the other day. And I'm like, babe, you know, this is what we talk about here. You know, people are like, yo, your wife, she's a makeup artist. She does this and that. How come she ain't uh, out here popping, doing this? And that? I say, yo, in the end, it boils down to the person. Person. My wife did not feel confident, even though I think she's the dopest of this, this, and the third. Until that person thinks that they're able to have this ability in this space, they're not going to be able to do that. So I posted something where I posted a transparent conversation with us because I think all too often we're really on this highlighted, confusing. It's it's really getting weird. It's getting weird to people who have been there since the inception of things like a Facebook, which I can say, right? You got people younger than me. This is what they know. I've been there since the inception of all these things. I've had to actually interact with people. I'm great. I'm picking up the phone. If I see you, I'm talking to you. There's people that are lacking these skill sets. And because of social media and things of that nature, they're losing this grasp of what's real. I am tired of of highlights and what's good and all that. Show show me what's real, man. You going through it? Cool. Yo, I knew that. Yo, I knew that dude was struggling. 
I knew he's struggling. I knew he has a lot on his mind. I knew that it, like this, this year for him is a great year. Last year, man, have been trash. That's what I need to see. I need to see that, yo, we are all trying to get through this. And that's, and that's, that's really what I'm trying to, to uncover. You're very transparent. With 99 cells. Well, yeah, I mean. Well, with me at least. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm transparent. And I think that I'm striving to create a platform that's built-in transparency. And that's what, that was the real objective behind 99 Celsius. It, I have realized that so many people tend to have a very biased perspective of other people's successes and they see it and it's, it's, and it's intensified by social media and by the limited access that we get into somebody else's life. It's very easy to look at their successes and assume that that's all. But that piece <laughs> that you talk about as far as people struggling and feeling like they can't be human in front of others mm. is detrimental Ooh. because that, was real. that that struggle is what makes us human. Right. And actually for you're actually doing the world an injustice by hiding that because you are essentially robbing people of their similarities. Oh yeah. We're, we're yeah. all human. We all struggle. Right. Right. And if I could see that, I don't know, Kendrick Lamar struggles to write my boy for <laughs> struggles to write a poem or a rap and he's balling up papers to me as a writer that helps me realize that this is a part of the process and i'm no longer taking my zero degrees or one degree and comparing it to his 98 or 99 right like i realize that in my moment this is just a part of the process and i have to continue to go along the trajectory. Yeah. Um, and I, I want more people to be able to get access to those kind of stories for people to realize that, you know, Dio's Dial, he's killing it. Yes. Dio's also human and he's had real, yeah. real, um, yeah. you know, insecurities yeah. or yeah, shortcomings sure. or whatever. For sure. For sure. And, and, and I think when you first told me about this podcast, that's what, that's what got my ears popping up. I say you're not you're not looking for the moment that someone got popping. You're not looking for um you're not looking for the 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 the, the grandeur. Yo, this big project. How'd you get it? What'd you do this? Man, you're looking at what is this journey? And how did it how did the 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 whole journey gets you here. You know what I mean? Let's look at pieces. There's certain moments. Anyway, I love it. I love it so far. We might have been talking for two, three hours. I hope you don't chop it up and chop up moments. I don't know what you're going to do, but whoever listens to this, they're going to listen to the whole thing. Trust me. Um, but you're right, man. Keep it, keep it real. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's people who might see somebody's, you know, followers on the gram and be like, your followers equal your balling or, or something like that, man. It's, 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 it's actually, it's just very, it's very annoying. I think when you're looking at followers, these are people that literally just want to follow what you're doing because they're interested in it. There's an interest. It doesn't equate to your own dollars. Mm. Maybe in the sense of, you know, a campaign numbers, you know, people sending you money, people will post in that sense. But trust me, I know several people, 200,000 followers plus, you know, whoever, who don't have insurance, 
who don't have a line of don't who don't have a line of credit, who are are bouncing from place to place because they're trying to figure this shit out too, man. They are trying to figure it out, and so someone comes in. That's why it takes, you know. I'm going to uplift and, and, and give props to people who see people like that and say, how can I help you? You have this, but there's some structure that can be created. Yeah. And that's where collaboration comes into place. That's where his vulnerability comes to place. That's where, you know, being able to say, I don't got my shit figured out. Yeah. Your followers are popping. Your work is dope. How do you make money? How do you make money? Right. Whenever someone comes to me and be like, yo, Dio, blah, 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 make money. Whenever they say something money, I'm like, oh, this person cares about me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they understand, especially if they know me, my life, my family, I got kids. They understand that what you're doing, even though you say you love it, you need money. This is this is America. Absolutely. You need money. So, yeah, bro. You know, we just trying to keep it real, man. 2020. 2020. Keep it real. Hey, keep it real. So we're almost almost getting to the end here there's two more phases that i want to talk about uh-huh. in the process they say at 71 degrees as low as 71 degrees you can begin to see visible signs of water getting to the point where it's boiling now it's not quite boiling yet the boiling point is 100 degrees celsius oh. but at 71 degrees you gotcha. can begin to see gotcha. visible changes right and so again conceptually you know, your water at, at zero degrees looks the same as your water at 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. But at 71, you start to see some changes and you may begin to become aware that your water is actually hotter visually. Mm. It, now, it was, it was already getting hotter, right? But visually, there's something that you're seeing. Something feels different in your life where you're able to take notice of the fact of where you are. What does a, does a particular moment or time period come to mind when you think of some of the visual cues in your life? What things changed as far as maybe the kind of gigs you were shooting or the people you were shooting with, or um, maybe it was a mentality thing or a finances thing, but there was a period <laughs> of time. What, what was that? Um, I, I, when, when that, that stage, great question, that stage changes when the people that you think you're never, with the people you think you're never going to meet or connect with start reaching out to you. It's, it's like moments that you think could never happen are happening. People who you want to see your work, you realize they're fans. It's like a transition that shows what you're doing is transcending your own mental limitations. You have your own idea of what you're doing, but because you're put, because you've taken the risk once again and put your stuff out there, there's people who are able to consume it and they have a certain feeling about it. These are the same people you may may be trying to get into a room with. Whole time, you don't know. These people have been talking about you for weeks, man. Yo, whole time, these people might've sent you an email you know, you don't know because you don't got your business right. You haven't checked it. You haven't seen this and that. And you haven't taken advantage of opportunities that are in front of you. So it, it's it's that transition where you're literally working with people you never thought you would work with or meet. A gift and a curse. We're able to touch and, and connect with anybody in this world. You are. It may not be on your time. 
you may put something out there to that person that you might not get the response you like, or you might get not, no response. But what you did is starting a chain of reactions that's getting you to the place that you want to be. And that, that starts with putting yourself out there. I know plenty of dope artists, man. Um, shout out to my guy, um, Q, over at uh, A Big Joint. I got to shout out my young boys because I always tell Q, yo, you're a dope artist. You do a lot of different things. But Q, Q doesn't put his work out the way that I would. So you're limiting yourself if that's what you love. And if you do it all the time, I assume you love it. Shout out to my homeboy, Lamar. Good friend of mine. Um, when I was at Creighton University, he was at University of Nebraska, Omaha. They always said I was the big man on campus at Creighton. He was the big man on campus at UNL. Big man on, on campus, um, essentially meaning we have the ability to transcend race and culture in a space. Somebody that white people know who they are, black people know who they are. He's cool. Same same thing over there. Yeah. Lamar started. I, it's funny. I always told Lamar. We always we always used to talk, and I'm like, yo, just, you know, we always we both did recruitment at both of our schools. We both started out doing walks backwards, giving tours on campus yeah. at our respective universities. Mind you, those are the first people, the first interaction that a student has at campus. It's like, yo, this student, yeah. he's telling you about campus. Yeah. Lamar went on to do public speaking and, and encouraging and, and, and doing all these speaking moments. And one thing he took that I always take from him, and I'm going to say this till the end of my days, is if there's something that you do and you love it, it should be incorporated into every, into your life every day. Wow. That's powerful. Let's say you sing. You love to sing. You should be singing every single every day. day. If you like taking pictures, you should be taking a picture every, every day. day. If you like talking to people and you like people around you, make that happen every day. That's that's happiness and that's joy because you're doing what your what your what your mind, your body is is saying to do and you're doing it every day. So that little bit of joy you get from that, you're getting that every day. And my guy Lamar told me that. And that's that that has been a a value point to the way I operate and move every day. But it's risk, man. Putting yourself out there and like for this question, being in rooms and being able to connect it with people that I was like, let me just put this feeler out. Let me slide in this person's DM. Yo. Been a fan for some time. I'm watching. Yo, let's work, man. I mean, what are, we, what are they going to say? No. Cool. There's 10 more people you want to rock with. Say no. But majority of the time, they're not going to say no, especially if they appreciate what you're doing. And that's the best feeling. It's like, oh, dude, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for us to connect. What? I've been a fan of yours for three years. What took me so long? That's that moment. So as a fan of, of your work, I'm Thanks, curious Mark. to know... <laughs> I'm curious to know who maybe some of those people are that <laughs> that you were really you really were interested in working with and um, you know you ended up collaborating with um I was about to look them up but let me see um, a lot of them are a lot of them are individuals who are creatives because there's a list, right? So I'll say who these I'll say who these people are, are like, right? Individuals who I feel have graduated from being normal, who have elevated themselves to a platform by just being them, 
and doing what they love. I'll, I'll use a subtle example real quick. My, my guy, Duke Dubois. So when I was shooting, you know, I've always, you know, I have my muse. My muse is my wife. And if you don't know what a muse is, muse is somebody who inspires you, who you shoot. It's typically a woman. Um, but, you know, a muse is just somebody who is your inspiration as far as in the art space, you know. My muse is my wife. But there was something interest, you know, interesting to me as far as what black excellence looks like. People who are gentlemen, people who dress up well. And, you know, there's a guy, Duke Dubois, that I would see and say, this guy is the epitome of what a gentleman, of what, of what, and he's an African brother, which is powerful to me. I said, this guy is representing us well. This guy is in rooms where I don't see any other black person or, or African person. He's, he's, he's a man amongst, he, he's representing for the whole culture, whether he knows it or not, in these spaces. That was special to me. Following this person, following this person. One day I say, one day I see a post that he puts up and it was like, it said like Silver Spring or DC. Whole time, I don't know where this brother is from. Uh, shout out to location on um, Instagram that starts to tell you where, because we didn't have that. I've seen, I've seen every iteration of Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So the location starts to tell people, yo, I'm here. Mm -hmm. So I see this, I'm like, yo, you're in DC. I started reaching out, I'm like, yo, well, what's good? Can I, yo, let's work. Hey, what's up, man? Love your work. Let's link up in two days. What? Wow. To me, Just like that. to me, I don't, I, and I don't know the brother from Adam. I'm like, to me, that's like, whoa. All it took up was a reach out. Yeah. From there, this has become, mind you, uh, I'm older than Duke. Duke look, looks at me as a bro, and I'm, that's my bro too, regardless. Duke is 25. We met when he was like 23. Yeah. We've been working together for the past two, three years on campaigns, shoots, traveling, things where we're in rooms. That's the alignment. We're in rooms creating content and no one else looks like us. But we know what we're doing is breaking a barrier for somebody else down the line. And that's special to me, man. Yeah, I mean, we just got back from London two months ago shooting for four seasons at their biggest event of the year called the pop down. And I'm looking and around the room and I tap Duke. I said, Duke, every time I always try to remind him because he's a young, he's younger than me. So he's just, he's a hustler. Trust. You got to be a hustler. If you're trying to do this thing, he's a hustler. And I said, dude, look around, bro. I said, it is us. Everyone's looking at us. Everyone's like, who are these guys? Everyone's like, what are they creating? Everyone's like, I want to see what they're going to do. Yeah. The eyes are on us, and it's amazing, man. It's a great feeling because the next guy that comes up, he ain't going to have to feel like that mm -hmm. because there's some guys that already came through. Come so through, that's deliver, that. My man. And, and transform. It's pressure. It's pressure, but it's good pressure. Yeah. I want you to think about a period of time where you hit what you would call 100 degrees Celsius, that point where you finally hit boiling and you've reached some new level that you were striving to get to. And right before that point, at 99 degrees Celsius, what does life feel like to you in that moment? I'll tell you a quick story of what could potentially come to mind. I had a friend who was pledging a uh, fraternity. And... What? No. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this, but <laughs> you can I can say it at this point. Um, so he, he was budget fraternity, and you know, he told me that 
literally the night before he was done, he tried to quit. He didn't know he was almost done. <laughs> hey, that's an okay story because that's all the time. I'm, I'm a member of it. Yeah, that happens all the time. And like, mm-hmm. I guess I wonder, right, even with our creative endeavors and our business, how many times that happens? How many times we don't realize we're at 99 and that 100 is right there? When you think about your, your 100 degree moment, what was that point? What was 99 Celsius like to you? Were you at a point where you weren't really sure where you were? Or what, what was going on for you in that moment? Dude, it's a constant thought. I mean, I think it even happens till this day. Mm. I mean, the pressures of um, of being a a, a black man in the USA, you know, someone that's the pressures of being an entrepreneur, the pressures of um, of of deciding to take the road less traveled. It's a constant pressure. Um, I think I think there's thoughts that always run through your mind, like what else? This isn't working. It's always shifting and moving. Even people who are successful. I mean, you look at big, big guys, big, you know, Jay-Z, Diddy, you know, big guys. They're constantly thinking. That's why they're never, that's why these guys have transcended decades. Do you want to transcend, transcend decades or do you want to be an afterthought? Do you want to be a guy that they say, oh, he did that? We're out here talking about these brothers like they're doing that. These are brothers who did that and they're doing that. That's the, unless you don't want that, Right. But that's what I want. I want that constant evolution. I want constant growth. So, you know, when you say 99, it's, it's, it's me always thinking about what's, what's next. What else can I do? Is, is what I'm doing enough? Am I doing it right? Um, I have an idea. Am I putting it? Is it vision with, without sound? Vision is silent. My bad, bro. Good. It's new. It's new. We're getting used to it. Yeah, sure. Is it is it the vision? Is it the vision is silent? Am I just going out and doing it? Am I talking about it with too many people? It's that constant reflection and trying to understand that um you know, maybe I'm not where I want to be or maybe I'm comfortable and I don't want to be comfortable. I, I I think um you know, my grandfather always told me and my mother always told me when the age I'm in now, this is when you get to do the, the big work relax later i got we got people that are working now as well into their 60s not just because they have to because they love what the hell they're doing 100 yeah man. i don't know if that answered your question but i kind of i did not name a very specific i would love if, if you did have one uh, i would respect. love to capture that um okay 99 so so right so about to quit or about to it doesn't even have to okay, be break it down. as an example. I want to say it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a point where you, you reach some new level where you were like, man, I'm boiling. Uh, this is a space I always wanted to be in and I'm here now. Okay. And then think back a step before that. What was going on in your life, in your realm of creativity or business in that moment? Um, I, I would say that it, it, that's involving my entrepreneurial spirit with studios. I would say it's a studio. Um, you know, I, um, <laughs> I'm not somebody who's, I'm somebody who's was part of a studio only in the past year. I've always shot on location, shot in places. The creativity of creating any, making any space, a photography opportunity has been awesome in, in studio, 
being a photographer in a studio, creating campaigns in a studio, that's something that was foreign to me uh, until this past year. And it's scary. It's, 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 it's something that expands. Anytime you have an opportunity to increase your, your fortitude and skill set in what you do, it's scary because you're already used to something and it's, you've been doing that for a while and it's been working. So that that 99 and not being able to and, and trying to figure out if, you know, I even need to go this route. That's that's what it is. But then you sit back and say, I don't want to be 99. man. I want to be 100. And to be 100, I have to have this element. I want to I want to have all the drag. I want to have all the Dragon Balls. I don't, I don't know if you're an anime head. You look like you know what's going on. But I don't want to have I don't want to have six of them. I want to have them all. I'm trying to I'm trying to summon Shenron and win you know what I mean and to do that I have to have all of those elements so yeah it was definitely studio and and with that even increasing in that space is things happening this year man we've talked man I'll leave it there yeah. but we'll we'll talk we, yeah. we've, we've talked and I think it's that risk and it's that it's these moments that allows all of the work all of everything that's been encompassing since Encarta 95 to finally come into fruition to a place where it's like maybe I don't have to pick up the camera. I pick up the camera when I want to. Mm. I'll create without the camera. I'm a creative without any tools. I have ideas. Direction. You know what I mean? 100%. Man, this was an amazing conversation. I truly, truly appreciate you taking the time to talk, man. I think that this was a, a beautiful episode. So glad to have you on as our first guest and looking forward to a continued season of success and hopefully even bring you back on at some point. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when you tap 10 episodes in, everybody going to be on this joint, man. This is a this is a great podcast. It, it you know, these are sound bites to use this, man. It, it, it takes you to a place maybe where you haven't been in a while. And that's the journey, not just the moment where you you felt you did this or that, but the things that led up to that, which is just as important. Because when you tell the story, we got to tell the whole story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's important. That's important for people to to pick up on. And so I'm so uh, grateful that you had shared that your journey with us. And um, I learned so much in the process, man. So I want to say thank you. Thank you, Please bro. Please follow Dial at The Art Hype the on art Instagram. The Art Hype, man. The and, Art Hype. Uh, TheArtHype.com. Yes, for sir. look at his portfolio as well as some of his featured work. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, really excited to continue this series. Thank you for tuning in. Yo, stay Please tuned. make sure that you send in your feedback, yeah. like, subscribe, share. Yeah. And we'll see you on the next edition. Peace. The dojo. The dojo. The dojo. The dojo. You doing your outro. Sorry, bro. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of 99 Celsius. Again, I'm your host, Marco Quay. For updates on the pod, follow us on Instagram at 99Celsius, all spelled out. New episodes air each and every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the pod with others. Until next time.